Amen. All righty. Well, I want to get right into it today. Again, my title is Murder by Degrees or Murder by Proxy. Murder by Proxy. C.S. Lewis said one time, if you look at ham and eggs with lust, you will have already committed breakfast in your heart. How true that is. Jesus taught the same thing. If you look on a woman to commit adultery with her, if you just think about it, you've already done it, as far as God's concerned, with her already in your heart, and you are guilty of it. Same way here with anger. We see that Cain, out of anger, slew his brother. Nebuchadnezzar, out of anger, the Bible says, his visage was changed. And he heated the, the furnace seven times hotter and killed his very servants that threw in Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. From these verses that we just read and 1 John 5, excuse me, 3.15, we learn that extreme emotions often lead to irrational behavior. Let me say that again. Extreme emotions often lead to irrational behavior behavior or extreme responses. If you do not control your anger, you'll be controlled by your anger. And so if it leads to irrational behavior, and we see in the Bible that it does, then I'm talking about such things in today's terminology as maybe it leads to anorexia or it leads to alcoholism. I mean, when people, they get, they, they get a very emotional, very depressed very anxious, very fearful. Um, it leads to um, just a, a, a feeling of not caring. And then when we don't care, we just have a tendency to oversleep and not take care of ourselves. Um, we have a tendency to just um, overreact. We have a tendency to overeat and overdose. We have a tendency to shoot at the hip and quit the job or get a divorce or or lashing out at somebody else and saying something that we wish we had never said in the first place. But it is true what the old adage says, hurting people hurt people. And if you don't treat this thing, you'll die and drive yourself into an early grave. But I'm not talking about you right now. I'm talking about the things that you say and do that cause other people to get depressed that cause other people to get anxious, that cause other people to worry. It was because of your lack of kindness and my lack of kindness. It's sharp, stinging words that we say to one another that have a long-lasting ripple effect and go down deep, the Bible says, to the innermost parts of the belly. Causes a lot of sickness, a lot of sadness, and a lot of depression. And what's worse is that far too many people are killing the very people who they say that they love with toxic words and toxic expressions, such as, you always do this, or you never do that. That N-word, that never word, is a bad word. We should never say never, you know. You never want to do what I do. You will never understand, will you? You'll never get it right. I told you once, and I'm not telling you again. You never listen to me. Those kind of things. Never? I mean, I mean, never? You know, a lot of people, they kill with their tongues. 
And the scriptures teach that. Many Christians are murderers and don't even realize it. Because it's murder by proxy or murder by degrees. Someone once said, it's nice to talk to people who, you can, who can make a point without impaling you at the same time. Our words have the power to turn healthy people into hurting people and happy people into depressed people. Our words can either uplift or we can discourage and um, we can discourage folks. Now, many people are guilty of murder and as I said, don't even know it. And the murder weapon that is most often used is the tongue. In Proverbs chapter 12 and verse number 18, the scriptures say, there is that speaketh like the piercings of a sword, sharp, stinging, painful words. In James chapter 3 and verse number 6, says that the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue amongst our members. It defileth the whole body. The words that we say defileth the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nature and is set on fire of hell. A lot of forest fires, spiritual forest fires and fires in the house. I'm not talking about regular fires. I'm talking about spiritual fires have been set in the home by the words that we say. And they've been set in churches. A lot of churches spiritually have burned down because of what people say. And just because they're negative, they're, they're critical. And friend, you see in others what you yourself are yourself. The Bible says in James chapter 3 and verse number 8, the tongue is full of deadly poison. Psalm chapter 52 and verse number 2, the tongue deviseth mischiefs and bend their bows to shoot their arrows, even bitter words. In Proverbs chapter 18 and verse number 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And so what are you going to use your tongue for? Now they say, guns don't kill, people kill. And I believe that's true of the tongue. Tongues don't kill the people, it's the words behind the tongue that kills. But tongues can, uh, uh, excuse me, a gun can be used for good to save lives or a gun can be used for bad to take lives. So a tongue can be used to encourage or discourage. A tongue can be used to uplift or to push down and depress. What are we using our tongues for? And a lot of times we'll say things and we don't realize that we're saying things that we should not ought to say. I mean, a child of God ought to be positive. A child of God ought to have the joy of the Lord in their hearts. And a child of God ought to be able to... They, their day is a bright day, just like Helen Keller said. If you'll just keep your face to the sunshine, you'll never see the clouds. But there's a lot of people that need a little sunshine in their lives. And it's our duty, it's our responsibility to brighten the corner of people that come into our lives. That's our responsibility. The Bible says Jesus went around doing good, and so ought we. Because the things that we say and how we treat people do make a difference. Not only in time, but in many cases into eternity. And the opposite, as I said, is true as well. Proverbs chapter 15, verse number 4 says, A wholesome tongue is a tree of life. Proverbs chapter 20, 12 and verse 25 says, uh, says, Heaviness in the heart of man maketh it stoop, but a good word maketh it glad. A good word, one good word, can change a, a person that's depressed into a person that is, is happy and glad. 
A good word, a good word maketh it glad. That's what the scripture's saying. It is time that we stop being so short and terse with people. It's time that we love one another as the Lord loves us. And be kind and gentle in one another. And exercise the fruits of the spirits one with another. Because, because we're having a bad day. We don't care about the other person. But you may be able to handle it. But sometimes that other person, man, they're teetering between life and death. And in many cases, many cases, we've all read horror stories about people who were bullied when they were kids. 60% of everybody that commits suicide between children 18, or excuse me, 8 to 15 or whatever it is, 60% of them were bullied. One kid bullied another kid. Now, I am not one of these woke people, and I do not believe in, 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 in policing a person's language, as I said last week. But we live in a different plane, brother. We, we live in a different world. We ought to love one another. That's what the scriptures say. And encourage one another. And uplift one another. There ought not to be room in our hearts for negative, critical, cynical attitudes that spill over into the lives of others. Anyway, the opposite is true. If pleasant words are as in honeycomb, and sweet to the soul, and health to the bones. Hear what I said? Pleasant words are as in honeycomb, sweet to the soul, and health to the bones. Then the opposite is true. Unpleasant words are not sweet to the soul, bitter to the soul, and sickness to the bones.